Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. Today is Thursday, May the 2nd, 2019, and my name is Bill Woodcock. I'm going to uh, um, go away a little bit from the uh, normal political and community fair of this podcast and talk a little bit about... um, you know, some transitions that are going on in my life. Uh, one thing in particular uh, that I want to talk about, and actually, you know what, I'm, I'm going to talk about two things tonight. Um, you know, in, in, uh, as in one of my other hats that I wear, I'm a coach, uh, a personal, a professional coach, uh, specializing in life transitions, which means that when somebody is going through a... Uh, job loss or they desire to change their job or their career or they uh, are looking at uh, you know changing a relationship maybe they're going through separation or divorce or uh, maybe they're interested in getting back into the scene again to date somebody um, or when they're coping with a aging loved one who's coming back into the home or who needs more care or a child who's leaving for college or coming back from college or when they're uh, considering their retirement um, and what that looks like. Uh, I'm somebody who they can talk to, um, to not provide legal advice or psychotherapy, but somebody who can provide accountability in a non-judgmental environment. Uh, to work with on a, uh, a series of goals and to work with on specific action steps to get one towards those goals and to operate in a um, in an environment of as I said non-judgment uh, understanding uh, accomplishment and achievement so that's what I do uh, and I've been doing it now since October, and it's very fun. Uh, if anybody out there wants to learn more about it, I'm certainly happy to help. But uh, I want to um, I want to talk about a couple of my own transitions that are going on in life. Uh, and one is very funny. Uh, the other one is a little bit more sublime and maybe a little bit more scary. Uh, so the one that's kind of fun is I had my 30th college reunion. Uh, last month. Uh, I went to college at Johns Hopkins, so this was my 30th uh, undergraduate reunion. And uh, a 30th reunion, I don't know how many of you out there have had one, uh, but it's a very interesting thing, at least a 30th reunion from college. My 30th reunion from high school did not bring this feeling, but my 30th reunion from college surely did. Uh, So about 40 or some odd of my classmates, uh, my class of about 650, uh, attended. So I don't know if that was a good or bad turnout. But uh, this was the first college reunion where a few things happened. Um, Started to not recognize people. Started to wonder, how did I know you? Or, oh, is that really you? And you say these nice things that go, oh, yeah, sure, I remember. Hey, how you doing? And you're like, I have no idea who this is. So this thing happens. And then it's the first reunion where you're going, you know, I've 
have had more of these than I see that I have them coming. Uh, yeah, I guess I could make it to my 60th college reunion at the age of 81. I'm certainly planning on living that long. Uh, but am I really going to my college reunion at the age of 81? Not sure. Um, you know, they put us, uh, in the, you know, so all the reunion classes got to sit under this huge tent and we get to have crab cakes and hamburgers and hot dogs and veggies and all salad and all that good stuff. Um, and they, you know, and so they put the classes together in groups of tables and the, the class they parked next to the people from the class of 89 were the class of 69. So the people who were having their 50th reunion. And so it was kind of interesting, and by interesting, read disturbing, to be sitting next to the people who were going to be in 20 years. And to a person, we all were like, this is, they're kind of old. You know, is, this is what we're going to look in 20 years. In 20 years, we were in our 30s. 20 years ago, we were in our 30s. You know, we don't look that old. But yet, we're going to get that old. It was very odd. It was very much a, uh, it was a very humbling experience. Uh, also very interesting, uh, I was a little bit of a student activist back in my day. And then it was interesting to see that that uh, come back up again as uh, folks who were who are protesting students on campus and others who are protesting the uh, establishment of a private police force at Johns Hopkins University uh, interrupted the uh, president's breakfast uh, on the Saturday of the reunion, uh, which I was in attendance. So. Um, interesting protest. It was nonviolent. Uh, I'm not going to say it was entirely respectful, um, but I will say it was peaceful. And, um, you know, uh, by the time of that protest, the legislature had already voted to approve the bill. Uh, it only had to go to the governor's signature to be enacted, which the governor has since done. Uh, and I believe now that this sit-in at the university's administration building is continuing. I believe that's been going on for about four or five weeks now. And uh, so I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, I believe the university is going to move forward with establishing this force. But uh, I'm also not sure, um, you know, what the protest at this point is achieving. Uh, because I, I think it's already been made clear what the destiny of that uh, of that particular piece of public policy is going to be. So, all in all, it was a fun time. I had a blast talking to my people. I had a blast uh, making a couple new friends. It's always interesting how you go to a, re a reunion and you meet somebody and you go, "Oh wow, you were you're really cool. I didn't know you that well." when we were in school. I wish maybe we had done that. Um, but then maybe, you know, also, you've gotten to know somebody 30 years ago, maybe they would have been an insufferable ass. And, you know, maybe, you know, people can become cooler, more decent, more, uh, 
fun, humble people over time. I believe in that too. So it was a great time. And anybody who's going to a re uh, reunion out there, I urge you to check it out. You know, if you've never been to one and you've always wondered about going, just go. You know, it's at worst, you know, it's a couple hours of your life and, you know, uh, you may just enjoy yourself. I know I did. So that was one thing. The other thing, and I guess this also, um, you know, brings a little bit of aging mortality thoughts, you know, into, into uh, focus here is that I have a very interesting medical condition. Uh, I went to my routine physical in March, and everybody needs to go get their physical done, needs to go get their stuff checked out. Even if they don't have any stuff, get your stuff checked out. And uh, it turns out that I have a little bit of a hormone imbalance. So there is a hormone called prolactin, which is a sex hormone. So uh, for men, it affects your testosterone. For women, it's, it, it, uh, it uh, affects your estrogen. So it blocks uh, your sex hormones. So uh, for guys, of which I'm one, uh, it reduces your drive. It reduces your desire, you know, to... Uh, have strong feelings, and let me just leave it at that, uh, trying to be PG-13 and not R here, but uh, it does do that. So, it, uh, you know, it, it kind of uh, reduces aggression and assertiveness. And, uh, you know, in women, it does a very similar thing. It reduces the expression of a woman's estrogen. And in fact... Uh, prolactin, hyperprolactinemia, which is what I have, is mostly seen in women in their third try in, in, in pregnancy. And in fact, uh, the level of it in my blood is consistent with the normal level that a woman in her third trimester of pregnancy would experience. So uh, my blood work showed this. Uh, what causes it? Um, the ubiquitous stress causes it, uh, certain high blood pressure medications cause it, and I happen to be on high blood pressure medication, so I believe that that's probably the primary cause. And why does it happen? It happens because your pituitary grows a little lesion, a little sidecar, that um, I guess it, it, it oozes prolactin. Don't know what else it might ooze, but it certainly oozes prolactin. So, um, so I had an MRI done, and indeed, uh, the MRI came back uh, showing that I have a little uh, four millimeter by five millimeter uh, lesion on the right lower back of my pituitary, and uh, that's what's causing this. So, where does this go from here? So the great news is this is very treatable and this is very treatable by medication. Uh, it's very treatable. Um, you know, so I go back on the 7th of May and so on only a few days 
and I've already had blood work done. I've had this MRI done, so my doctor will give me a dosage of this medication to take, and then I'll start taking my pills. And apparently that helps shrink the lesion, helps it go away, brings the prolactin level back to normal. That's a good thing. If that doesn't work, then it is possible to remove it surgically through an endoscopy and go in through your nose, get to your pituitary, and I don't know what they do if they snip it away, burn it away, whatever, but they can do that. If neither of those uh, options to resolve have not worked, then they do a radiation treatment, but that is in a very, very small number of cases. And, uh, you know, what's cool about this is that what counteracts prolactin hormones for those of you who do not have biochemistry degrees, as I do, um, hormones uh, have, you know, work in complementary fashions, or they can augment each other. So, you know, pretty much every hormone has something that will, has another hormone that will complement the effect of the first hormone, magnify it, or counteract it. So what counteracts prolactin is dopamine. And so dopamine is released when someone is happy. Dopamine is released when somebody exercises a lot. Dopamine is released when somebody experiences a sense of euphoria. So uh, I have found that increasing my, my exercise is helping increasing my, my, my pardon me, is helping by increasing my dopamine and is helping me uh, increase my energy and my desire to do the things I love to do. And that's an awesome thing. It doesn't last forever, but I can, you know, feel my happy-go-lucky self for the best part of the day if I just work out like crazy. And so that's not a bad thing. I don't mind that at all. So uh, if more and more exercise and more energy and better health and maybe lower weight and lower blood pressure come through with all of this, I'll take that too. So that's my, that's my deal. That's my situation. That's what's going on with me. You know, I'm just a, I'm a middle-aged guy having middle-aged problems. And the good news is my problems are awesome. They really and truly are. Uh, and I'm fortunate to have the benefit of living in a nice area, of having had a good education, of being very aware of myself and my surroundings and my body and how I feel, and having access to really good health care and really good health insurance that uh, allows me to take care of the things that bother me. Um, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have any of that. And everyone should. Uh, it really, these things truly are rights that we should have as Americans, as citizens of the greatest country this world has ever seen, that we have anyone in our political establishment who thinks that these things should not exist for people. That is simply not who we are. Those are simply not American values. And anybody who tries to tell you that those are American values is themselves a traitor to this country. 
and should go find themselves another place to live. Very strongly believe that. My name is Bill Woodcock. The tonight has been Forward Maryland. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Have a great day. Take care.